Christmas. It's me, Big R, coming to you live from Oklahoma City. And as with, as always, with me, I have Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. How's it going, Will? I'm all right. How are you, Randy? I'm all jazzed up and no place to go except here, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This week, I brought in a guest. Uh-oh. We're getting real country style this week. No more Baytown people for for a second. We got a true Okie, a former host of Creepo's Creep Show and a guy that I work with, a guy that before this podcast, I would sit and talk kind of like how I talk with you, Will, about movies every yeah. Saturday on our slow shift at Rodeo Cinema. Today, we have Jordan Pritchard here today. How's it going, Jordan? Hey, thank you so much for having me. Doing pretty good. Heck yeah, man. And Jordan is <laughs> on the clock right now. <laughs> yes, I am. Here at Rodeo. Here at Rodeo Cinema. If you're ever in Oklahoma City and you want a real safe time and some of the unsafest times ever, come on out and check out, you know, Dear Santa or whatever we got going on. By the time this comes, this will probably come out later in the month. So a little yeah. peek behind the curtain. We're recording this earlier in December. Uh, today we're uh, talking about Better Watch Out. It's a movie that uh, I wanted to bring Jordan in on because we watched, like, one of the things we would do on our Saturday shift is just watch a movie in the downtime. And we watched this one, and we both liked it, and I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, this, uh, <coughs> sorry, this is one I had not heard of. And then as soon as you brought it up, it kind of started popping up all over the place on streaming services, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's one of those ones that kind of snuck by uh, 2017, I guess, and then has just kind of floated around either trying to get a release or, you know, like a wide uh, distribution or just kind of eventually just popped up into a streaming licensing package. Um, I think it's a Shudder, like Shudder. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah, it was on Shudder maybe for a while and then now it's kind of out broader. Yeah. I definitely watched it on Shudder, like. A few days ago. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, cool. Like how? Like I really did not know what to expect with this movie. I kind of read the the synopsis, and it was, uh, I don't know, like it was pretty run of the mill uh, description for a horror. But I was kind of surprised by what it actually brought. Okay. Did the synopsis reveal like what would be happening in the movie? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, it it like. I would say there's a big twist about the halfway point and it got me that far. It got me before the twist. Like I didn't expect that to happen. So yeah, we should just say to the listeners right now, better watch out has a bunch of big twists in it and we're about to just like talk about them. So yeah, you might want to like go and watch this in case, but yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? Just uh, right off the top, big J dog visiting it again. <laughs> what do you think about it? Um, so before I watched it again, I watched the trailer and I actually felt like the trailer like starts off like just being like generic, like home invasion. And then it, it starts like kind of hinting at the twist. And I disliked that. Um, and then after I watched the film, I went to go look at reviews because, um, like you said, uh, that there, there weren't a whole lot of, um, you don't really know about this movie. So I wanted to see like what critics are saying. And I mean, it is all over the board. It's like, yeah, people hate it. People love it. Um, I don't, there was a lot of people saying that like 
this movie's not funny and like I don't think it's like a haha funny movie, but like, you know, it's obviously like kind of a dark comedy, but they were just like, this movie's not funny. And I was like, I don't, I don't think their main focus was to be funny. <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't think so either. It, you're right. It's like, it's darkly comedic, but it's not, it's not really like laugh out loud. There's a few moments that I laughed out loud in shock at how far it was going, I guess. But yeah. Uh, to me, it really yeah. felt like, um, kind of one of those weird tales from the crypt episodes or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that classic one with Santa coming in. Yeah. I mean, that's, I really got, a, that. I really got a lot of vibes of, of that one. Uh, watching this, um, it felt like an extended version or an updated version of that with a neat, uh, new plot twist, uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, but I don't know. I kind of would probably agree with some of the critics there on this one in that, um, some of the stuff that like I, I expected it to kind of go harder in one direction and it didn't really go hard in any direction. It kind of, mm. um, you know, the only thing it really did really well, I think was a slow tease um, and kept like, you know, stuff kept like twists kept happening and I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I didn't expect that. That was pretty uh, fun to see that happen. So let's just um, go ahead and say, though, the twist is that the 12-year-old boy who's being babysat has orchestrated this whole thing. And basically, at first it seems like he's doing a, like, my boyfriend's back type situation where he's, like, going to save her or something, you know. But then it's slowly revealed that this has all been planned to be, like, a huge mass murder, basically. Yeah. You know, so it's like... It, it's like the yeah. kid and his friend are, you know, they're going to, the kid's going to get babysat while the, while the parents are away. Um, he wants to hook up with the babysitter. That's his plan. So, um, you know, but a killer shows, like a stalker shows up, but well, as part of the plan to kind of, from the kid to kind of have this, uh, to get closer to the babysitter who's like, what, five years older than him. Um, yeah, she's 17 and he's 12. And so then it's revealed that, and then um, more shit happens, and it's like, oh, he invited, like, uh, the boyfriend over. That turns out to be a twist that, you know, and yeah, like you said, Randy, it just kind of, you keep uncovering these details that say, oh, this plot is bigger and bigger from this kid to just create this big staged um, mass murder for his own benefit. Did you like and the kid? I thought the actor was good. I thought he was well cast. Did I like his character, though? Well, no, he's that, the villain. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. Did you think he did a good job, though? Yeah, I, I thought I thought he did. I thought most of the casting on this was pretty great. Because um, there's some stuff in it that I think in lesser hands, it would have been bad. But for instance, when the kid dances and stuff. Yeah. That shit in a different movie would have pissed me off. But I felt it was so right for what a little douchebag this kid yep. is. You know, he thinks he's so smart and ahead of things you know he's probably watched clockwork orange or something i don't yeah. know like what has inspired him to american do this. psycho yeah. yeah american psycho like absolutely and speaking of one of the best parts in the movie is when it like just when it's like not christmasy enough he kills the first person he kills he does with the home alone he's like let's test yeah. out mythbusters style like the home alone paint can thing and he like fucking of like destroys that dude's head or whatever. Well, they, yeah. they, they hinted that very early on. Cause that's like one of the first discussions he's having with his stoner friend. 
Um, but I also like the 12 year old stoner that they have in this movie who really feels like a 12 year old, like middle school stoner. And he's from uh, the visit that M night Shyamalan movie and wildlife. Oh, is he Paul Dano movie? Yeah. He's kind of blowing up right now. He's in a lot wow. of stuff. I thought he was great. I thought they kind of nailed his character. He's uh, good. He's Australian too. So he's, Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's using it. Like, uh, almost all of them are. It was um, shot the in only Australia. people that aren't. Like, yeah, the only people that aren't is uh, Virginia Madsen and um, Patrick Warburton. Oh, Everybody really? else is also. I hated that. Okay, there's that joke early on where you're like, uh-oh, where she's like, she's accusing her husband of being gay, but in a really yeah. mean-spirited yeah. way. <laughs> at first, that's always the speed bump at the very beginning of the movie, that the movie <laughs> is never that bad after that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and what is yeah, it like? The parents has- weren't written well. No. no, but luckily they get out of the way pretty quickly, and it's like it sucks you know. to see Virginia Madsen being something and then it not be good necessarily, you know. Mm-hmm. But but um, I don't know, like the yeah the the kind of long teases on this, like the, with the paint can thing, where he mentions it. They mentioned it at the top of the movie, and then as stuff kind of unfolds, you realize like, okay, well he's gonna try this out, and it's you know he he throws the paint can down and misses that first time. Uh, so you kind of get the notion of, and this is before anything hugely bad, you know, before you take that turn of someone actually killing someone. Yeah. Um, and then actually does it and you're like, oh, okay. And then you, they don't, that's the other thing they, they do in this movie. They don't show a lot of gore. No. Like, um, you know, with that paint can thing, like he, he gets his head smashed open, but you see bits of gore mixed in with like yellow paint. So it kind of lessens it. I thought that was cool, but when they show his head out of focus behind the kid, I wanted it to be a little more bent back. Yeah, a little bit more grizzly. You know, yeah. it's like it was still a little too upright. It needed to be like unnaturally bent back a yeah. little bit or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I think from there just shit escalates and it's, I don't know, like I kept, I kept being like, wow, this is really taking it to different places. And once you kind of realize that, Oh no, this is like a much bigger thing. Uh, but I also do think it's funny because like when the ex-boyfriend comes over, he does that, uh, he tries to do like that with a Chris Hansen thing. Uh, <laughs> it's so Chris predator. Hansen. Yeah. He's, he's like, like what you are you have doing a seat, here? Please? Yeah, yeah, have a seat, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I thought that was great when he, he, he fucking like tricks this doofus. And I, I liked that they showed that guy in his car. They humanized that guy. The, yeah. The asshole. Like, it really, they they do a really good job of making this kid the true villain and everyone else gets sort of like good little moments, you know? I don't know. I This is sort of, watching this, I was like, this is sort of like the scream of Christmas horror, you know? It's like. It, it is. Really turning like, everything on its head a little bit and kind of break it. Like, can you, what can you do after this one? You know, like. Um, it's even like all those, like the, the, the boyfriend and the ex-boyfriend, they might be kind of, I don't know, jerks or whatever. They're not great people, but they're not terrible, you know, when compared to that kid, you know. They were all believable yeah. too. I thought the teen, just yeah. like the type of dude she'd be into and the two, they were two kind of cut from the same cloth, but different kinds of high school douchebag you'd date, you know, I don't know. Like 
Yeah, they did well with the kids. So, Jordan, were you saying that all the kid, everyone is Australian except for the two parents? Yeah, even like the teenage boys and stuff. I did zero research on. Yeah, that. yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I I um I did a, a cursory glance at the the trivia on IMDb just because there's there's not a whole lot on there. Like mm-hmm. there's I think there's like three bits of trivia and like they're all pretty pointless. Um, but yeah, so they're mo- they're all Australian and. I don't know. Like I thought, you know, they all had really good American accents. Yeah. And also, I, know I don't that. know if the kid, the, I don't know if that kid is like putting on the voice cracking, but like that was one of the things that I loved was how much his voice cracked. And it's just like, especially whenever he's trying to be tough and it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just cracking. And it's like, dude, you are a little kid. Like, yeah. stop trying to. Be, you know, he's like hitting on her and it's just like his yeah. voice is cracking. And you're like, oh, man, this is really embarrassing. That was some and of the most excruciating shit, too, is when he's drinking champagne. It was oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> a kid. Now that I didn't know he was Australian. So all that and just how like aggressively despicable his character is. It's like that kid is talented. You know, whoever yeah. that yeah. is. To, to really not just be, like, a terrible kid from the top, just kind of, like, again, slowly drawing that out and you realize as the movie goes on, like, okay, well, he's pretty bad now. Okay, that's shitty. Oh, wow, he, he went that far. Oh, he's going that far now. Okay, yeah. and it just kind of keeps escalating and escalating well, uh, until the I mean, very end. I'll just go ahead and spoil my favorite part of the movie. What made the movie over the top and I think what made it stick in my my brain <coughs> was when he shoots his friend like yeah. with a shotgun and and then his reaction afterwards it was just like man I, I love a good like one of the best i can think of in a movie and we're going to talk about a different one that has a good version of this too is like watching in an actor's face somebody go from being like i'm i'm just a normal guy to like you you know who i am and like everything's shifting and changing and i thought the kid in that moment because he's freaking out and crying and stuff because he's killed his friend but then he just kind of like shuts it all off like a Mm. he's like a fucking like you know a psychopath this Mm -hmm. child is and that acting from that kid in that moment was just like that's it's so fucking it's way more disturbing than you're expecting it to be i think kind of even considering what he did to that other guy it's just like his friend is like begging for his life and he shoots him in the face with a shotgun it's like it's fucking woo. It's a so goes hard. What do you what do you both think about kind of the ending of this movie where it like the kid seemingly gets away with everything, um, but we're kind of left with one sliver of hope, possibly. Um, how do how how do you feel about that ending? Which way do you th- like? Do you think it should have the kid should have won outright or? Um, yeah. I, I like that they op- left it open ended to go into another one. I I wish that they would have made another one. Honestly, like I mean, it's been four years, and you know, he's obviously grown up since then. Like you know, mm-hmm. him being a teenager when filming, and so now it's going to be different. And the way that they even leave it, there's a there's a stinger at the end of the like at the, or the midpoint of the credits where he's just like, "Mom, I'm worried about Ashley. We should go to the hospital." 
Yeah. And oh, I really? Like, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about, yeah. like, you know, because, like, she does live because she slapped some duct tape on her neck after, uh, you know, having her throat cut open. Um, and so she's alive. But then, yeah, he's, like, trying to get, like, they still don't know that he did all this shit. Um, yeah. They could have Halloween tuned it and yep. but like Christmas style. And yep. that would have been pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> um, yeah, I so think. I hope to see more. I, I bet he fucking, when you have kids like that age, you know, like you kind of have, it's like you have to fucking make sure this thing works and you don't have to reshoot it a year from now because kids, they change so much in that time. I bet that kid, yeah. I bet he's a man now. I bet he has yeah. like, you know, I mean, yeah. It's like that uh, that kid from uh, Freaks and Geeks who shot up like he's like six foot something now, um, you know. And everyone was like, "We need a, we need a, we need it to come back." And I'm like, "Dude, they're all so huge now. That kid is not the same yeah. kid as he was like six years ago." I mean, uh, Shia but, LaBeouf was in that Freaks and Geeks, and he was a he was yeah in that show. But even in that, when they did the second It movie they had to de-age all those kids because uh, it had been like two years or whatever. And they had grown up, you know, because they're at that age where they're just like really growing up really quickly. Yeah. And yeah, you just can't, you know, you got you to gotta really rapidly like catch them at that age. So, yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you guys what your experience with Christmas horror is and what maybe you'd rank as like the greatest Christmas horror and kind of like, you know, I think we all kind of, I think maybe I liked this the most, maybe I liked it more than will at least better watch out. But I mean, will like, have you seen silent night, deadly night or big J dog? Like, I don't know. What do you guys, where are you guys coming at Christmas horror wise beyond this movie? I've only really seen what I've seen with you last year. Um, our, really? Our what did month, we watch? Yeah, our month of fourth. Man, I can't even remember. Um, what was the last Gremlins, year's right? remake? Yeah. Oh yeah, Gremlins. Um, Gremlins. Uh, what was what was remade last year? Um, Black Christmas. Yeah. So we watched the original Black Christmas last year. Oh yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. One? Yeah, yeah, we watched that. In fact, the I was just editing the Gemini Man episode, and I think we mentioned that. We talked about uh, Black Christmas? Yeah, I, we watch that every year. Um, I think that's the best. Like, that's yeah. sort of like the top of... that. That's, to me, that is really like... it. it it's Bob Clark who did A Christmas Story, which I think is also yes. a very Christmassy movie. The uh, two best Christmas movies. And so <laughs> the, the Black Christmas... You know, along with being like kind of that early slasher, like slow moving a slasher movie, it is also very Christmassy. Um, and I and it has uh, that house they're living in. It's just like in all the decorations and stuff is really cool. Mm. Uh, so I do really love that movie. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know. I don't because I got into horror movies so late and, you know, Christmas horror is just such a specific genre. Um, it is. But so there's a like, lot of them. Yeah. I mean, you get stuff like. You know, the new thing, I mean, over the last, I don't know, 10 years is to recognize Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Die Hard 2 does a better job of that. 
honestly. Um, of being Christmassy, it's like in the snow and shit. You know, you're probably yeah, yeah. right about that. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen it in a while, and I want to say they take over like a Santa's village as a command center or something. Yeah, um, I think it's like a church or something like that. Maybe maybe something like that. But like they're on snowmobiles. It's like quite a bit of snowmobile action. Yeah, in that movie. it's it's way more wintry. You know, it's using the surrounding area. It's it's uh, very cool. But um, people don't, don't often talk about Lethal Weapon, which is also Christmassy. Though. I'm sure it is. Like <coughs> possibly uh, more Christmassy than Die Hard One. Maybe. Um. The other thing is like Scrooged is like an explicit Christmas movie and not a horror, but it is so kind of grounded in that Gremlins kind of, you know, special effects mm-hmm. type movie uh, that I think it has a lot of like really horror elements. Like the whole scene what? where he's getting burned in the casket and, um, you know, the, the, the creature effects and stuff and that are really cool. Yeah, I, I consider Gremlins to be a Christmas horror movie. You know, it's like the yeah. one for kids. It's like maybe another one that's really high up there. I mean, Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 is great. I also have strong affinity for part five, The Toy Maker, which you can watch on YouTube. <laughs> 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 but, uh. Oh, I also love uh, Xmas for Stiltskin. That's one of my favorite. Uh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the yeah. sequel to what, what year did the first one come out? Rumpel Stiltskin 13, I think is 2013, what. 2013, yeah. God, long time ago. Yeah, I just rewatched that one recently. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of my history. But Randy, like, what are some other ones? I know you just mentioned a few, but what are some like kind of sleeper? Well, like, okay, Jordan, didn't we do we watch Red Christmas with I don't, Wallace? Um, is that which one's the one where like the guy dresses like Santa Claus? Uh, that's Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think that's two. I think we watched two, didn't we? With Garbage yeah. Day and all that shit. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, Garbage Day. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, I mean, know that part. Have you seen that movie, Will? I haven't seen that movie, but I know that part. Oh, it's awesome, dude. It's like the first 30 minutes is just footage from the original movie. And then it goes into like some of the worst non-Christmas, like completely not related to Christmas shit ever. It's like that movie Dollman versus Demonic Toys, where the first hour is like recaps of (laughs) Dollman and Demonic Toys. And then you get like a half hour of new content. Dude, it's the same school of thought. It like honestly, it may share producers or like oh, yeah. maybe some sort of like <laughs> full like moon to so, like whoever made like I don't know if Empire or like an earlier band incarnation made Sound and Deadly Night too. But uh Red Christmas is one. That's one that I thought we watched it, but it's a movie like they're having Christmas and it's like super weird person in like a cloak comes in and they let them come in for some reason. It's revealed that they're like the surviving aborted son or something. It's like a super fucked up movie. Wow. No, no bites from either. I, on this when did that come out? Like two years ago. Oh, okay. So it's a new one. Yeah. I definitely have not seen that one. Um, I went and saw one of those weird European ones when the weird, European Santa horror Krampus shit was like really hot. Uh-huh. Uh, Rare exports, I think it was. Um, did anyone see that one? 
Not at all. No? Okay. No. Maybe just me. That, that's the one that, like, I've heard a lot about it, and, like, they're hunting Santa or some bullshit, right? Or yeah. It, is that they it? Find, they find, like, Santa, and it's, like, uh, this really weird, dripping wet, uh, long fingernail, greasy-haired thing. <laughs> um, and then they got to, like, export it. I was... Uh, I took an edible and went and saw it, and so I don't like. I kind of fell asleep. I think I also had a tall boy in there, so like I kind mm. of took a nap and then woke up, and I was in the theater alone, and it was just like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what's going on, dude. Um, but that kind of came off the heels of like Troll Hunter. Uh, yeah, I never saw that either. I that one's cool. That one's yeah. neat. Um. But I don't know. It's just like there was, it seemed like there was a wave of those. And I saw that, that one. And I'm like, I'm kind of well, done with that. What about Krampus? Did you see that? I didn't see Krampus. No. Did you see that, Jordan? No. Um, it didn't look great. And everything I've seen since then says that it's a terrible, awful movie to not watch. So I have <laughs> yeah. tears clear. It's pretty true, honestly. It's like, it's like a normal movie. And then Krampus turns all the power off in town. So, like, the whole movie's in, like, a dark, like, it's, like, blue and black, like, the whole movie. You know, it's like, God damn it. But it's got Tony Collette. It's got, like, an amazing cast. Oh, really? Adam Scott. And it's the director of Trick or Treat, which is a movie I love. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great movie. It sucks. Yeah, Krampus. But it makes me think, some people love it, and it kind of makes me think maybe I'm wrong, you know, or maybe it's one of those that will... Even though at the time I was like disappointed with it, it's one of those that we'll appreciate with time, you know. Well, Isn't it PG thirteen? Yes, it is. Even though children do get eaten by Krampus and stuff in it, it's like with no take backs and stuff. Well, like it's, that. it's like I, I watched. Have you seen Critters two lately? Yeah. Um. There's like straight up a na- like a topless woman in that movie, and it's PG thirteen. Um, I don't know how they got away with that. I don't either. It, it's like she's on screen for a bit. Like, was that huh. in the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah the the they didn't start doing PG thirteen until like I want to say it was like well it was no, Gremlins. Gremlins is what started no, this, PG. This is Critters. This must have been like eighty seven or something. This is well yeah, into PG thirteen. It is rated PG thirteen, but it's just a super hard PG thirteen. Yeah, it's like they maybe they were like really testing the like. I gotta say, nudity wise, Critters two may actually be the movie that tests the limits most. Has most on screen uh, nudity. Yeah, for PG thirteen. It, it really might be. It was like non sexualized. Yeah, it was just like topless woman. Um, but it was like a tilt shot of her, like going up her body and it was just like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because in Critters, the aliens, they like, <laughs> I love Critters so much. Like it's the great. first one, the reason why the main alien looks the way he does is because he turns on MTV and like, he sees the, the rocker <laughs> dude and like, he, he looks that way. And so in Critters 2, the alien finds like a playboy. And turns into a naked woman for like a little bit, and it's like, and then he turns into like Eddie Deason or something. That, <laughs> <laughs> I still, I a lot of people think Critters Two is the best, but I Critters One, man, to me, they're both is, good. Both of yeah. those back to back are like a great. It's kind of like House One and House Two. Yeah, like, or they're, Evil they're Dead One good. and Evil Dead yeah. Two. Although 
Curtis one is still very funny, you know. Mm -hmm. So the Evil Dead comparison isn't necessarily. The the thing that Critters 2 has more of that I enjoy is the rolling over of people and then they turn into bones and smoke uh, (laughs) because they've just been eaten so fast. Uh, I love, there's one point where they shoot at the critters and they talk in their own language and their subtitles and it goes, fuck. And they like roll uh, away. <laughs> did you see that? Um, was it on Shudder? It was like the mini series that they put out. Oh yeah. The, I, did, I watched like one that, or two. Jordan? No, I never, I never, I wanted to because Rob Schraub was involved. Oh uh, really? And I wanted to watch that because of rob schraub but i, never I was got... watching that with somebody up there and yeah it is funny man i forgot all about it until just now it's one of those things it's like make it just edit this into a feature-length movie god damn i it. think they kind of like... did that uh um, okay that was the intent and but it it may have been kind of like that uh steak land that we watched where you know they ended up putting that together in a in a feature length yeah um but I didn't know Rob Schraub was involved, but that makes sense because he was also doing his stuff for the Creep Show, uh, the new Creep Show TV show. Uh, he did that really cool werewolf um, story. Uh, yeah, that was good. So that was the only episode I watched. <laughs> really, the whole series <laughs> yeah. is good. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with the animated special. Uh, I didn't even watch that. I well, not because I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, I mean, like the. Like the first story, I I liked more than the second one, and mm. it's very Stephen like new Stephen King, mm. and I would have rather just read it honestly than yeah. watched it. Um, they didn't do anything new to it, and the same with the Joe Hill one. I think it would have been much better. It's much better like being read versus mm. being watched as a you know fairly cheaply animated thing. You know, it's yeah. It's My not. favorite creep show of the episodes was the one where they are like all the people are in the chairs and they're like being raised up and you don't know what's going on. It's like slowly revealed that it's like a zombie apocalypse broke out and then these townspeople enslaved the other people and now this is their reckoning and shit, you know? I you know don't remember about? that. I, I got to. Oh, that's the I best gotta one. You, you got to go yeah, back. I need to go back it. and watch it. It's got David Arquette in it and shit. And it's just like, it's so fucking gruesome. And it's Did very I miss that like, one? it's very uh, like the lottery or something, you know? Yeah. It feels like, like that, that short story, you know? It's like that kind of thing. It's, it's great. Okay. I got to go back anyway, and watch that one. Let's kick it on over to the big motherfucking roundup. All right. Yeah. We'll be, fellas. we'll be back. Uh, right after this break. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. 
Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Merry Christmas! It's the big roundup. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I don't know why I got y'all coming all crazy. It's not really the tone of this show. It's the big roundup. Uh, I'm going to kick it to our guest, my friend Jordan. Please, on a zero to five star rating scale, rate, actually briefly review and then rate Better Watch Out from Director Unknown, because I did no research. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to give it a four out of five because I, going into it blind, not seeing any trailers or hearing anything about it, I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoy these films that, um, kind of kind of put you know toxic masculinity and incelism into the spotlight and that's what this movie is like yeah we didn't really talk about that but that is the underlying theme of this movie is like yeah all these different forms of like toxic masculinity and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. and i think i think it's really important to show that like that's one a learned you know, behavior and two, that it can be that kids do it. I think uh, I've seen a lot of stuff lately where kids have been, you know, put in movies again, you know, uh, there's a lot more young actors and parents are all the time getting pissed off. At, like, they're like, kids don't act like this. And it's like, yeah, they do. Like yeah. good boys. Did you ever see that, that comedy good boys where it's like, it's a bunch of middle schoolers trying to like figure out sex for the first time. And they're just like, you know, they they don't understand things. They're just like, oh, man, I can't wait to blowjob her so hard. And it's just like weird stuff where it's just like, yeah, man, when I was a kid, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just saying words because I'd heard them before. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. parents got mad that, like, you know, kids don't talk like that. It's like, yeah, we did. That's all we talked about all the time was just, like, weird adult stuff that, mm-hmm. like, we didn't understand. But I think that this movie is the same thing with, like, the friendship, like, you know, one kid is just like, I'm just hanging out, smoking weed, doing my thing. The other one's like, I'm a little sociopath and I'm going to murder everybody and you're not going to know what's happening. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't just a run of the mill home invasion movie. Um, there's some actual like malicious content. I also really appreciated the lack of the gore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big Halloween fan. So like the fact that it wasn't just like pulpy guts all the time that they like, even when the kid gets shot, you don't see anything. Like it's yeah. it's it's very like tastefully like hidden. Yeah, I don't know. Don't I really need to see it. It's it's really good. You don't because that kid yeah. is actually like thirteen years old. Like the act. Yeah. You know, it's like that'd be too much. Yeah. So you know, four four out of five for me. Definitely a good movie. Hell yeah. Strong rating from a strong man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and. Kicking my two cents now. Uh, 
I'm going to give Better Watch Out three and a half out of five stars. I thought it was a very strong movie. You know what? No. No. I do this a lot, Jordan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm kicking it up. Now that we're talking about it, I am gonna, I'm kicking it up to four stars because this is a movie I've watched. I watched it again last night, so I watched it twice this week. And I've seen it a couple times. It's a... This might be a, a new, I don't know if it's going to be a classic, but it's definitely going to be one that I'm going to revisit every now and then, you know, like it's going to get as much mileage, if not more than I got out of Santa's sleigh starring Goldberg, which we'll talk about when we get to the recommendations. But, uh, I, I mean, I love horror movies. I love movies that have a brain, but also don't treat me like, I'm a fucking idiot, and I think this movie actually pulls that off, you know. So four out of five for me. Will hit us with the your re- review and your rating, please, sir. Uh, I am going to give this one. Um, I kind of I bumped it up as well from what I gave it when I watched it for the first time last night. Uh, I gave it three then. I'm going to give it a three and a half now. That might go up again if I watch the movie again. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed this. Um. If you haven't watched it already after listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, you don't get kind of the fun going into it cold that I got. Um, but no, it, it really, not knowing what was what to expect, um, I'm really excited to watch it again and kind of watch it through those, you know, through those eyes and kind of watch it and see how it's all getting set up and kind of uh, spelled out throughout the, the entire movie. Um, so yeah, for right now, three and a half. I might also put this into my standard holiday rotation. Um, oh yeah, it it's well worth a, a, a rewatch. So, yeah. and recommendations. Will, what do you think? Uh, I think the the two biggest ones that come to mind are, of course, Home Alone is the one that everyone will mention, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it is apt since you know they discussed the Home Alone uh, paint can thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thankful there was a little bit, but not too much of that. You know, yeah. the whole movie had been a black verse, uh, yeah, comedy yeah. version. You know, like yeah, it did. It 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 didn't just go with that gimmick. It had a moment of it, but didn't uh, go with that. But the other movie is, uh, I am sure one of you two are going to mention it, but it's uh, Funny Games, uh, both the uh-huh. foreign and the uh, English language version. Um. Same kind of thing, kind of, you know, what are we expecting? These kids are psycho. The message is a little bit different. It's um, uh, very much playing into audiences' expectations, and it's a very uh, meta meta commentary on the whole thing to the point where more than once one of the, one of the kids, like, turns to the camera and, and talks to the audience, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, kind of just out of the blue. It's kind of uh, the smartest version of that, though. Yeah. You know, Michael yeah. Haneke, isn't that who the, the director's name? Well, he made, he made the movie, like, as a foreign language movie, and then they're like, we want to make a remake. And it's one of those things, like, where they just hired the same director to direct the English language version. And it's the same movie, and it, both are fine. Both are mm-hmm. good, you know? You're, you're, I like, yeah, the American one's great. Yeah, it's got Naomi so. Watts and Tim Roth and mm-hmm. Michael Pitt and uh, the dude who made Vox Lux, Brady Corbett. Yeah, yeah. So no less kind of like 
disturbing or whatever than the original. So mm-hmm. those are my two. And then, of course, as mentioned before, Black Christmas. Um, Black for, Christmas. For the, the perfect uh, Christmas horror movie. All right. Hell yeah. Jordan, hit me with some. What, what, when this, you, you recommend some movies based on this movie? Um, so the one that comes to mind is the, the Netflix movie, um, the babysitter. I don't know if you guys have watched that. Uh, it's, I um, did. I think yeah. G is the, the director or whatever. That um, one is a uh, polarizing and I am, I'm not super, I didn't like that one that much, but I, I found it entertaining. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like, I want to watch it all the time, but I definitely liked the first one enough that when the sequel came out, I watched the sequel Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I I think it kind of has the same style of it's like commenting on just like, you know, I guess it's, it's a modern kind of scream where it's like commenting on like the meta of the stories and how it plays out. Mm -hmm. And I thought that like, it has the same kind of witty writing like dialogue uh, but maybe slightly more cringe, but I think that just kind of adds to what what it's supposed to be. Like, I don't think it's trying to be anything more than it, it is. Um, so I would say definitely the first babysitter. And if you liked it enough, watch the second one. Um, but I don't know. I Again, I didn't, I don't hate them and I don't love them, but it was the first movie that feels like if it came into like a double feature DVD pack, this would be yeah. like, in there with it oh absolutely man for sure and like they both have like things that ha- like fall from upstairs down to downstairs and kill somebody like right <laughs> yeah because like, like yeah there's like when that happened in this movie i was like oh so this isn't so in the babysitters what else what happens in that movie but yeah, yeah. that and that one it's kind of nice because it's kind of like a dual perspective too like they're both like kind of you know uh squeaky voiced nerdy kids but one's a sociopath and one's just trying to survive so it's it's uh pretty interesting to um i don't know have that kind of juxtaposition hell yeah yeah uh i saw part two and i have not gone back and revisited one but i, I remember thinking one was uh fun like I, I remember liking one, and one of my favorite critics ever, Vern, loves both of them. So mm. I don't know. It's definitely, yeah, hell yeah. Thank you, Jordan. I'm gonna go ahead and recommend uh, Dial Code Santa Claus. It's a movie, a French movie from the late '80s about a psychopathic uh, guy dressed like Santa Claus, and this little boy kind of rambo's out and fights him. It's it's just like a super crazy movie that got finally got released in america like a year or two ago Mm um silent night deadly night you know just everything that we've mentioned before (laughs) i don't know i think yeah like for sure oh red christmas i would say like i think the babysitter if you if you watch this movie and you you want more of that i think for sure that movie um and then like you might be the killer is another newer Mm fun poppy kind of meta ish movie that would be a good triple feature honestly and then we could probably stack on a fourth one if we really thought about it but like oh maybe final girls or something like that i thought that was a pretty everybody already forgot about that did you see that jordan or i haven't no it was a a movie it was sort of like um a slasher last action hero basically Mm. 
And it's like this girl whose mom is dead. Um, it's like her 18th birthday, and she goes to see the slasher movie that her mom starred in when she was 18 or something mm. like that. And she mm. goes into the screen and enters into the reality of the movie. And I wow. love I love anything like that, you know, yeah. delirious to last action hero to final girls. So maybe that would be the good, the four, fourth quad on babysitter, better watch out. Uh, you might be the killer in, in that one. So those are my wrecks. Wonderful. Um, great. So Jordan, what do you got going on? What's something that you can, that you want to, uh, promote on the, on this episode to all of our listeners? Um, there are still the, my old podcast is still available to listen to if people want to, I think there's 40 something episodes it's on Spotify and Apple, uh, iTunes, Creepos Creep Show. If you want to hear me talk about some of my favorite horror movies, um, and then currently, right now, I'm just kind of, uh, me and a couple of friends at school, we've just been trying to experiment with different content creation methods. Um, we, uh, we have a little group called Spectacle Squad, and we just have free-form conversations about different topics like Star Wars or Terminator. Um, and uh, we've been trying to stream a little bit lately. So uh, if you want to, you can go to the the Twitch handle uh, spectacle squad. And that should get you any, any details on if we do anything new, it's kind of sporadic as we navigate through school, but um, that's about it. Hell yeah. Randy, what do you got going on? Well, as always, chat pile is the thing I'm in, you know, Christmas time. Everyone needs to wear their mask. I don't know. Are things different now? This is, a little peek behind the curtain. I think this may be, well, no, Dutch, but my mind was on different things when we did Dutch, but is this the first, well, no, maybe not. I don't know. Is this the first episode where we've known that Donald Trump is not going to be president? No, Dutch, we, we knew. Like, it was it was sure. We knew? We, okay. Yeah, but that was the first one. So. I don't know if, I mean. Our Gemini Man episode that has not come out yet. We do not know yet at that time. <laughs> oh, shit. That, that's yeah. pre-election. That's going to come out, I think, in January. So, Jordan, have you seen Gemini Man? <laughs> no, but I I did watch the CinemaSins on it and decided that it might not be a movie I want to watch. No, <laughs> why, yeah, wipe that, whatever that video is, out of your brain and listen to the big dogs right now. We both <laughs> reviewed it, and it was hilarious and awesome. It was great. Not hilarious I, in like a, a mocking it way, but like just like a, it was an amazing, crazy, weird movie, I thought. Yeah, I had a really good time watching it. Like, I, I would watch that again, because it's like... <laughs> I would do. Yeah, you because know, there are parts where like, boy, that was really stupid, but I kind of don't care. And then also like, wow, that was really amazing. That was really cool. The shit with um, the motorcycle, like in the middle of the movie, is one of the best action sequences I've seen. It's great. Years. It it it's honestly. Fucking, anyway, funny. we get into that in that episode. You can probably hear that in January. So I'm gonna uh, go ahead and personally recommend. I know we're out of that section now, but to you, Jordan Gemini Man on Amazon Prime. Right. <laughs> I'll do it. That's uh, all I got to say. Will, what do you got? I got uh, every two weeks. We got uh, Subdoc. Uh, it's a documentary review show with Paco and George. Uh, we just had Jeff Fjordsig. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, he's a director of movies like 
um, half Japanese, the band that would be King, uh, uh, the devil and Daniel Johnston. Um, and then he did, uh, one recently, I believe about, uh, JT Leroy, uh, which there's a couple of really good. Oh yeah. That was there. great. I saw uh, that. Yeah. We, we also interviewed a director years ago of another JT Leroy documentary called the, the cult of JT Leroy, which I think is the, both documentaries are very good, but the cult of JT Leroy is the superior documentary, uh, okay. be, because only because it was done in the same way that like that movie dig was done where she was, the filmmaker was making the documentary as the whole JT Leroy thing was happening. So it has a different perspective of that. But again, both those documentaries are good, but the cult of JT Leroy is like really exceptional, nice. uh, because it does take that perspective. Um, so that's that sub doc. You can find that wherever you find podcasts, uh, Nerd Rage of the Great Debates, weekly game show where nerds get together and debate uh, stupid shit. Uh, Randy was on a couple episodes back in October judging the horror movie sequels tournament. Uh, that was a lot a of harsh, fun. but fair judge. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I still agree with that with that winner. So yeah, Hellraiser two won. Yep. Uh, and then, oh yeah, a, a show it was called part Cat. two. It was the battle of part twos, Jordan. I see you're making a face and Friday yeah. the 13th two wasn't in the mix and it was based yeah. on like how well they could debate it. So I, yeah. I was being, I was going back to my roots of judging drama debate tournaments. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and then cathode ray mission, this show, uh, if you like it, tell your friends, whatever. Uh, yeah. Rate us, review us. Yeah. Rate review. Um, and we'll shout you out on the show. So. Why not? We're doing this for the love of the game. But yeah, I think Jacchetti, I believe, gave us a review I saw on Apple. Somebody did. Yeah. Somebody that I also know through Instagram. So thank you yeah. for that. But, you know, just like, you know, thanks for listening, whoever is. Yeah. It's fun to uh, do this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've seen, yeah, we've seen people uh, start to listen and continue to listen and listen to our back episodes. So thank you for that. Uh, steady growth every month. Um, but uh, yeah, check those out. Uh, leave a review. Tell your friends. Um, tell us if you like us, tell us, you know. Um, but other than that, I got nothing else. So Randy. Will, Jordan, hey, Jordan, it was really great having you on here, man. Yeah, man, thank you for... You back on here again, maybe where you're not having to fucking be at work and... Yeah, seriously. ...podcasts and stuff. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's been a while since I've been on a, a podcast with an audience, and it feels good to, to do it again, so... Great. Yeah, thank uh, you so much for, for, for bringing this to me, to my attention. I really enjoyed this movie, so... Um, wouldn't have heard about it otherwise, so... Hell yeah. Well, gentlemen... Uh, it's been good talking about this one. Um, I've got some presents to wrap. Uh, so <laughs> until next week, happy holidays and uh, be safe. To all, good night. Good night.